0: Welcome to the End the Money podcast for Saturday, October 9th at Keeneland Tom Leach, along with Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development, Jim Goodman, to take a look at a fantastic Saturday card that is loaded with stakes races. And there is an all stakes pick four that starts in the seventh race that we are going to handicap. But right up top, Jim, we need to remind the folks uh, again about the new Turf Pick 3 wager. It's a $3 minimum, 15% takeout. And on uh, Saturday, it'll be on 6, 8, and 10, right?
1: That's correct. Uh, the last, it actually, all stakes pick three. We're going to do an all stakes pick four here in a minute. There's an all stakes pick five, and there's an all stakes Keeneland Turf pick three, at a $3 minimum. It ought to be a really lucrative uh, bet because they're full fields. It's a, it's a tough, tough card to, uh, to decipher, as you'll see as we go through the card. Um, and it is a brand new bet that I think is going to be very successful. It's a separate wagering event, so you'll have to look for Keeneland Turf pick three and choose that. So uh, that's, uh, and it's a $3 minimum, even though it's a, a, the app this morning says $1, it's a $3 minimum. So um, give that a shot. It, you might, it might pay really well on
0: Saturday. All right. Let's jump into the late, or the uh, pick four that starts in the seventh race, all stakes. We'll begin with a grade two TCA for Phillies and Mayors, three and up at six furlongs. Bell's the one is the heavy favorite in there. Can you beat her?
1: Well, I think you can. I think... She's a deserving favorite. She's seven to five morning line. Probably going to go off at that, or maybe a little lower. It's only a six horse field. The uh, uh, the sprint division and the male side is kind of tough to fill a race. Belmont's been having trouble too. There's some really good horses, but they're not re- that that division is not very deep. I I went with to One as my favorite here. Um, she didn't run uh, her best race in the Open Mine, and she got beat by sconson sconson came from way out of it and nipped her at the wire and but before that she won a couple of races at saratoga to churchill and, and gamin beat her in the uh uh derby street on derby on oaks day and so she's she's right there but i, I do like a horse in here that's the second choice on the morning line uh steo talentoso um jose ortiz rides this horse for um Uh, Aragada, and I think this horse fits the race perfectly. Coming out of a Saratoga seven furlong sprint, actually the last four or five races have been all seven furlongs, shortening up to six furlongs uh, should be fit. uh, Comes from off the pace. There is uh, a little bit of lack of pace here, but Frank's Rockette's got speed. uh, In the midst of biz, the three horses got speed. And I think uh, at five to two or maybe drifting up to three to one, Sdo Talentoso might be a little bit better win bet than Bells to one, simply because Bells once could get pounded at the windows. Uh, when we get to pick four, I'm going to stop with those two. Franks Roquette maybe a notch below these. Uh, ran in the Breeders' Cup sprint here last year at, at King um, didn't Was never really in the race uh, at, at five to one and has not recovered the form that she had last year. So I'm going to toss her... And I'm going to stick with those two horses that I think will get you through the first leg of the
0: big four. Well, I ended up taking a, a swing at Frank's raquette, um, because you mentioned there's not a lot of speed in here for a, a sprint of this caliber. And so I think that could help her. I like the rail draw. And she hasn't, as you said, run her A race this year. Um, the form of last year would, would be right there with the, the top ones in here. But the fact that uh, Mott sends her to this spot, suggests to me that maybe he thinks it's, uh, it's still there. And uh, I, I just think there's some things that's set up for her. So I'm going to take her on top and uh, include three when I get to the pick four because Bell's the one and Estilo Talentoso are obvious uses in uh, the multi-race wagers. But I'm going to try to beat them with Frank's Rockette with the uh, favorable circumstances. The eighth race is the grade one first lady, Phillies and Mayors, three and up at a mile on the turf. Really Nice group of horses here. Um, you've got Altheca that is going to be the heavy favorite, I think, off the two uh, impressive wins here in the States. I'm going to try to beat her with Empress Josephine, who is 10 to 1 on the morning line. Empress Josephine ran against better in Europe than the favorite did. And last time out, she got her best time form rating of her life. So maybe she's peaking. And I'm going to take a shot with her. Uh, got to use Altheca, obviously. The two Chad Browns, and he's won this three years in a row. Uh, there's three Chad Browns in here. I like Valladera, um, even with the 13 post with, uh, I think, her style. She can come and, and get a piece of it and, and could win this. She won four out of her last five. Regal Glory is um, the horse that wasn't far behind Althica in the race in the Just a Game back in June. And then Hendy Woods looks like she might be peaking and getting uh, to a new level for Mark Cassie off that win last time at Kentucky Downs. So I'm going to put her on the ticket as well. How about you?
1: This race, if you look at it, uh, almost every horse in here is qualified at, uh, for a Grade One. Uh, they've either won a Grade One, or they've placed a Grade One, or they're a Grade Two winners. Uh, I was on a podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of days ago. It, Uh, He made the comment that this might be better than the race they're prepping for, the Breeders' Cup, um, uh, Billy Mayor. But I think that in this race, I had two choices. I either go really deep or I take a stand. And I think you can take a lot worse stands in this game than standing with Charlie Appleby. Charlie Appleby has brought 13 horses over here this year 2021, and six of them have won, including this Billy, who won... The Just a Game at Belmont and followed it up with the, a win at Diana. And in both races, was very impressive. I think she's just going to get better, and I'm going to take a shot with singling her in the pick four and going to go deep in a couple other races. Um, certainly, Indy Woods, the horse you mentioned at 10 to 1 morning line, I think really that, that race at Kentucky Downs kind of signals to me that she is ready for a big effort um salita style that you didn't mention i think has a big shot princess grace harvey's little goyle if she goes back to her form at the, at the beginning of the year but she didn't run very well in the personal instance so i'm i'm thinking that she may not be at, at her best and empress josephine is the unknown in here so lots of ways to go i chose to go with the favorite here taking a stand with mr charlie appleby
0: Let's go to the Claiborne Breeders Futurity, grade one for two-year-olds going a mile and a 16th. And uh, this is the race that uh, we saw Essential Quality come out of and then come back to win the Breeders' Cup Juvenile last year. You've got uh, Classic Causeway that uh, is going to attract a lot of attention, I think, off a big win at Saratoga, but got a poor post position. Stellar Tap had a clunker last time. so Some interesting things to look at in here. Where did you land?
1: Well, in a two-year-old race, you just never know which ones are are training well and which ones are going to step up. And uh, again, I looked at this race the same way that I looked at the first lady. Could go a lot of ways in here. You could take a stand with Classic Causeway, and if he had drawn (laughs) a lot better than the 13-hole, maybe uh, you could do that. I chose to go deep here. I'm going to include Classic Causeway. He's going to be the favorite. Use stellar tap for Asmussen, who did not run well in Iroquois at even money. So you kind of wonder about that first stretch out off that impressive seven furlong win at Saratoga. But Asmussen certainly will will get this horse ready for his best effort. Double Thunder on the inside for Todd Fletcher is the most experienced horse in the race with four with four races already under his belt. Don't wait up for Anthony Dutrow. Dutrow's hitting a twenty-nine percent clip this year with a limited stable. Uh, he's back in his best game now, and this horse really looked good on a muddy track at Saratoga last time out. I'm going to throw in Kenny McPeak with Rattle and Roll because it's Kenny McPeak's two-year-old, and he always points to these races, and that horse ran very well at Churchill last time out. So the figure came back a little light. American Sanctuary, um, I'm going to throw him in at a 12-to-1 shot because I love Sophie Doyle. She always rides hard, and this horse ran well at Monmouth last time out, maybe on on the way up. Great escape for Gaslyon and Brissette. i um, going to use him too. So I'm going to go way, way deep in this race. Six or seven deep. I think it's uh, that wide open a race, especially with Classic Causeway drawing the poor post.
0: I am uh, kind of going to go the other direction and go narrow when we get to the big four. <laughs> it's funny how we sometimes uh, end up uh, in the, uh, the same lane and otherwise uh, some um, widely divergent paths. I'm... I think, to me, I think one of two horses is going to win it. I think it's going to be Stellar Tap or Classic Causeway, and I lean to Stellar Tap because of the post draw. Um, I I like his speed. I think you raise a very valid point about uh, the the two turns and his regressing on speed figures last time. But I look at that pedigree, and there's absolutely no reason that horse should not love two turns. So I'm going to take one more stand with uh, Stellar Tap. And think that he'll run to that pedigree. I think the shorter stretch could help in that regard too. Uh, and if there is any question about uh, the the distance, then I think that could help him versus that long stretch at Churchill. So uh, Stellar Tap is my going to be my pick over Classic Causeway, who was so impressive up at Saratoga in his one race. But that's a horrible post to then you know jump into a Grade One off a maiden victory and then do it from the 13 hole going into that short run to the first turn at Keelan. So um, I think he's got a lot of class, but going to try to beat him with stellar tap. And I'm going to just take a stand with those two. If I went one more deeper, I, I, the next one I had on my list was Great Escape, uh, just on the big improvement in the second start. But if, I think if you go past those two, then you probably have to bring in a lot of horses into the mix. And so I'm going to just stand with those two. And then the 10th race is the Grade 1 Keeneland Turf Mile for three-year-olds and up. Uh, You've got Order of Australia, who won the Breeders' Cup Mile on this Keeneland track last fall. He is in here and uh, likely the favorite, I would think, and uh, I would think will be very tough to beat. Looks like he's uh, even better this year than he was at the end of last year. I'm going to try to beat him with Ivar, who ran his best race in this spot last year and winning it. Uh, we talked to Paulo Lobo for uh Keeneland, today at Keeneland interview, and he said the horse had a, a little issue after he ran on Derby weekend, but has trained without missing a beat uh, all throughout the, the summer and early fall over at the uh, training center, and I think Lobo, he can have him ready. Uh, I remember he won the uh, Kentucky Oaks, and then with Farta Amiga, and then had her ready to win the Alabama in late summer. I think he can win this off the layoff, uh, so I'm going to try to beat Order of Australia with Ivar, but I also uh, like the looks of Pixelate. We were talking about Hindi Woods earlier. Pixelate looks like one that, uh, unless it's just that he loved uh, Kentucky Downs, it looks like that was a big step forward for this four-year-old last time, that 99 buyer in uh, Labor Day weekend down at Kentucky Downs. So I want him on my ticket as well. If I went deeper, I would probably go Space Traveler next off that runner-up in a grade one last time in Canada. But uh, Ivar for me. How about you?
1: Well, this is another one that says I went narrow in the first two legs the pick four, I'm gonna go deep here. I think obviously the order of Australia has to be included and has to be the favorite. Uh, Ivar won this race last year at fourteen to one, and I happened to have him that day. I'm sure you don't remember that, but I oh I do. I do coming <laughs> charging down the outside, and I, I I hit the pick four that day, and I had uh, I had a really good day that, last year. So you tend to remember uh, those. I, I, I do. I don't remember the bad ones. I blocked them out.
0: Good for you. So, uh, I, yeah,
1: Ivar is certainly live in here simply because uh, uh, the, the two races that he's raced at, at at Keeneland, he he ran well in the Breeders' Cup. I only got to be two links, to order Australia. So uh, I think there's nothing wrong with Ivar's shot. I'm going to take a couple of other horses that you didn't mention, and one of them is, uh, is an angle that I really like. You mentioned Paulo Lobo. He's a really good trainer. He's hitting 19% this year. He's got another horse here called In Love. That horse stepped up and won a race at Kentucky Downs, a $330,000 race, by two and a quarter lengths at a mile and 70. Uh, perfect um, uh, perfect distance for him. He beat Kentucky Ghost. who's running uh, uh, on Friday as we record this, so it's going to be interesting to see how Kentucky Ghost runs today. Uh, the other... Tra- that when a trainer has two in, how many times do you see it when the longer price wins? So I'm going to put in love on my, on my ticket at a huge price, uh, just in case. I'm mean, going to use Tell Your Daddy, uh, who uh, actually uh, has run well at Keeneland in the past, uh, in the Sacred Town last year. Uh, space Travelers, one you mentioned, random Walsh. Only two races in North American. Both of them have been very good at moving up. Uh, only got B two and a quarter in the Woodbine uh, wood Mile. I'm going to include pit- Pixelate on mine. Um, and a couple of horses on the outside that I'm going to throw in as well. Field pass, just because uh, Flavia Pratt comes in to ride. And some like it, Hot Brown, who's a horse that seems to always be in the mix and doesn't win very often, but I'm not going to let him beat me if he runs a 105 buyer like he has in the past. So I'm going to go really deep here when we get to the pick four.
0: Well, we are at the pick four, so uh, give me your – and by the way, there's a guaranteed all-stakes pick five as well that starts with the Woodford in the sixth. So I remember that. And the Woodford starts the turf pick three. Uh, races six, eight, and ten will remind you of that. So pick four, all stakes, begins in race seven. Give me your ticket.
1: Yeah, and, and just for sake of argument, Golden Powell is running in that uh, sixth race, so that might be a single. So you, if you want to play a pick five in addition, this pick four. Uh, in the seventh race, uh, I'm going to go two deep with uh, four and six, Castillo's talentoso and Bell's the one. I'm going to take a stand with... Alfika and the uh, First Lady, so that's three. And I'm going to go really deep in the last two legs. I'm either going to be out or really happy. So in the uh, uh, Flavor Builders Security, I'm going to go one, three, five, six, seven, nine, thirteen. And Classic Causeway is certainly my top pick there, but I like Stellar Tap as well, the one that you mentioned, along with Double Thunder. And then I'm going to go eight deep in the end. Uh, to be quite honest, if I play this ticket, I'm going to go all because there's 13 horses in there, and I have a rule that I don't go more than half, but I've got eight horses for the purposes of this $56 ticket, and that would be the 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10, 12, 13, with uh, order of Australia being the top pick there, but I obviously think that it's very beatable. So that's a $56 ticket for me.
0: I'm going to go to a $60 ticket, 1, 4, 6 in the first leg, then Two, three, five, six, thirteen in the first lady, three and thirteen in the Claiborne Breeders Futurity, and then in the Keeneland Turf Mile, I'm going to do three, six, seven, ten. You you make a good point about In Love, and if uh, if I like Lobo's other horse, and then In Love beats me, I would be kicking myself. So I'm <laughs> going to spend fifteen more dollars and include In Love at twenty to one. Uh, you know that would would uh, be depressed if I uh, if the other Lobo won at that price. So. Uh, $60 ticket for me, and we wish you the best of luck on a fantastic Saturday card. We'll be back to uh, Handicap the Sunday card, led off by the Grade One Judmont Spinster, in our next edition of the In the Money Podcast here from com.